Hello, I'm Scott Millis, senior pastor here at Living Word Family Church, and I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. We want to thank you for joining us today, and we hope that today's message encourages you and equips you in your walk with Christ. Here's today's message. Hey folks, welcome to Wednesday night. I am so excited about what God is doing in the earth today. We hear all these stories about what the world is going to. You know, some people say it's just going to hell in a handbasket and all that. You know, God is still doing great things. I hope you understand that wherever you're at tonight, wherever you're watching this from, know this, that God's still on the throne and he will not be outdone. I'm so thankful. I think back to the times when I gave my heart to the Lord and how he's progressively brought me down through the years and and that wonderful stuff that he's done in my life. You know, there's been some adverse stuff that came against me, and everybody goes through stuff because it says it rains on the just and the unjust, but we have victory through Jesus Christ all the time. And I hope you you, you understand that. And the closer we draw to him, the, the more we can see his goodness and his kindness and how he helps us through every situation. Now, we've been talking about victorious living. That's the theme of everything I've been saying. And we've been talking about overcoming life's storms. And so we all have storms coming against us. In fact, you know, uh, it like I said, it rains on the just and the unjust, but we can get through those things. I talked earlier uh, a couple weeks back about the, the two men that built their houses on, uh, uh, to build houses, one on the sand, one on the rock. And, and when the storms came, the one that was on the sand washed away. But the one that was on the rock stood the test of time. And so we can do that. We can do that. We have to know that. But we can only do that with the grace and the goodness of God working in our lives. We can't do it on our own. I hope you understand. I found out a long time ago, I can't, <laughs> I can't get through this life without the help of the Lord. And I pray that you, you're in that situation too. Now, we talked about so many things. We've talked about, uh, uh, you know, uh, as we went along, we were talking about living in his presence and talking about uh, how important it is to stay in the word of God. Uh, that was one of the first things I talked about was what do we do when, what to do when the storm comes? Get know the word of God and get in the word of God and speak the word of God over your situation. God has something in this Bible that covers every situation that we'll ever go through, every circumstance, every adverse circumstance we'll go through. But thanks be to God who always, it's a good word, isn't it? Always gives us the victory in Christ Jesus. So it's important to know what the word of God says because the word is truth. I, I use this scripture, 119, 105. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. In other words, you can see where you're going. I'll tell you what, it's hard. If you ever try to drive your car in the dark when it's not, no, you don't have your lights on, it's not very easy. <laughs> You'd be running into things, not knowing where you're going, maybe run off the road. But when you turn the lights on, you got a light into your path. Well, God does that to us for our very own living, our life we live. And so we have to know the Word of God. So it's important to get in the Word of God on a regular basis. Don't put it off to tomorrow, which you know you to do today, because, listen, times will come. You don't want to get blindsided and then not know what to do. You want to be able to be ready at all times. You know, that's why uh, we've talked about this before. That's why the arms for, uh, so, uh, services uh, train all the time. You know, I was, I've told this before. I was in the Navy. We had constantly had drills 
uh, for general quarters. General quarters mean you man your battle stations because something adverse may be going to happen. Well, you can't wait till the time for something bad to happen to get to general quarters when you do, you've never been practicing it because you don't know where to go, you don't know what to do. But listen, it's the same thing with with life. Things come, and you got to be a, uh, know that God is here to help you through these situations, and you got to be able to know. Hey, the first call you make, <laughs> you know, you hear advertisements. Make this the first call that you know something happens. You need somebody to do something for you. Make this the first. No, the first call you make is to, to the Lord. Lord, <laughs> what do I do? What do I do? I heard a story one time. Uh, Keith Moore told a story one time about uh, a young man that was in a terrible car wreck, and when it, his father was a pastor, and he had he he got in the car with his wife, and they had called him and said, "You know, you may not see your son alive again." He was he was trapped in this car, and and they hadn't gotten him out, and it looked like he wasn't going to make it. But he got in the car, and the first thing he said. He grabbed his wife's hand. We will not fear. We're going to trust the Lord in this situation. See, he, he knew to go to the Lord first. He wasn't going to give up on what, you know, uh, what could happen. He was going to have, say, Lord, I'm going to trust you right in the midst of this. And when they got there, it, they got there, they got their son out and he uh, was injured, but he was totally recovered. And, and here they were thinking it, he might not make it, but we're going to trust you, Lord, right in the midst of it. We're not going to fear and have anxiety. So we have to know what the Word of God says. We now to know we can go to Him at any given time. Oh, how exciting is that to know that we have the Creator of the universe, <laughs> of heaven and earth, and our very own being, and He's there to help us, an ever-present help in the times of trouble. That's what, that's what the Word of God says. That means His Word is true. He is an ever-present help. So if you're going through something tonight, call upon the name of the Lord. Begin to get in this Bible and begin to say what it says about your situation, about your circumstance, and say that, Lord, I thank you that when it seems impossible with the world, but nothing is impossible with you. So we thank you for that tonight. Now, we also talked about in the midst of your storm, what do we do? We praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We don't praise him for the trouble. We praise him for the one that can get us out of the trouble. And we talked about Paul and Silas in the prison. They had been beaten and thrown in the stocks. What did they do? They sing hymns at, at midnight, their midnight hour. I, I don't know if that was midnight in the time that we go by, but it was the midnight hour for them. They sang hymns and praised God at the midnight hour. And the jailhouse was suddenly opened by an earthquake and, and, and all the prisoners were released. And not only that, is they were able to witness to the jailer, one of the jailers and his whole family ended up getting saved after Paul spoke the word of God to them, the good news, the gospel, amen? So we gotta know those things. And then we talked about uh, having, uh, uh, you know, praising God for the victory. And then we talked about being obedient obedience is better than sacrifice. That's what Samuel told Saul. You can go back and read that again. In fact, I would encourage you to read 1 Samuel 15, 10 through 27. It tells the story of when Saul, had, who had been exalted, when he was small in his own eyes, what the Bible says, God exalted him to the place of being king. That means when he humbled himself, knew he couldn't do things without God, but then he got what they would say, the big head. He, he got to thinking he was a superior in some way, and what he had done was because of his own uh, abilities and stuff. So he, he uh, ended up 
backsliding. Boy, it's so easy to do that. Never, 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 never uh, go through life and say, well, you know, I've done this and I've done that and it's all because of it. Get the eye out of that and, and get humble before God because he, he says, humble yourselves before the mighty hand of God and he will exalt you. That's what happened to Saul. But then Saul wasn't obedient to do what he, God had told him to do. He told him to go to Amalekites and, and totally uh, get rid of them. You know why? Because he didn't want any sin infiltrating the camp of his camp and God's camp. And so he didn't do that. He kept stuff back. And, and then he put it off on the people that they did this and they were doing it as a sacrifice. And he told Samuel, this is a scary thing, sacrifice to the Lord your God, not my God, your God. So be careful in this life. But know this, know this in the middle of trouble, be obedient to what God says. Be obedient to what God says. It will always produce blessing for you. Now, tonight I want to talk to you about trust. Well, last week I talked about this, and then we'll move on to what tonight. Trust in God's ability to deliver you and uphold you at all times. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. How many of you know your own understanding can take you down the wrong path? <laughs> what you don't, because, listen, we, we all have opinions, we all have ideas, but God's word is what we want to know. God's truth is what we want to hook into because it's the one that keeps us on the right path. Amen? So we talked about that. <clears throat> now tonight, I want to talk to you about walking in your authority. How many of you know God has given us authority? We're made in the likeness and image of Almighty God, and he's given us authority to what? He gave us the great commission to go into all the world and preach the gospel, to lay hands on the sick and cast out devils. He gave us authority. He gave us, I was reading a scripture last night about uh, we're to pray for the Lord of harvest because, and then he sent out his disciples to, to heal the sick and, and preach the gospel, heal the sick, cast out devils, raise the dead. Freely you have given and given, freely, freely give. And that's what we're to do. This is our, this is our commission. This is our mission in life, is our commission, is to get the gospel out, the good news of Jesus Christ. So we're to walk in our authority. Now, <clears throat> over in Luke chapter 9, this is where uh, he gave his disciples authority. In verse 1 and 2, then he called his 12 disciples together and gave them power and authority over all demons and over all and to cure diseases. He sent them out to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. We see that. Well, that's the same authority he's given us. And over in uh, Luke 10:19, that's just a, one chapter over here. It says this: "Behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions." and all the power of the enemy, that nothing by any means should hurt you. Now, he's not talking about the uh, the, the little bugs and animals, although you could. You could stamp, stomp on those if you get in a, in a place where you needed to. But what he's saying is, he's saying the demonic forces of darkness that, are, that raise against you, are raised against you, you can take authority over those things. See, we have to take authority over the... The, the powers of darkness that are coming against us. And there certainly uh, seems to be more and more of that in our nation today and in our world today, doesn't it? But we have those things. Now, he's also said in 2 Timothy, I want to turn to there real quick, 1-7. What, here, here, here's what Paul is writing to Timothy. And he's, Timothy is a young uh, 
a young pastor that Paul has raised up and he's been mentoring him, but he's being, uh, he's being uh, intimidated by the ruling force of religion. How many of you know religion, uh, religious people, religion wants to intimidate you. They want to put you down. They want to say that, hey, what, what we believe according to the word of God has passed away or it's not never, never uh, viable for today. Well, it is. My goodness, it is. But he says, I thank God whom I serve with a pure conscience as my forefathers did without ceasing. I remember you in my prayers day and night. He says, greatly desiring to see you, being mindful of your tears, that I may be filled with joy. Now, Paul, Paul's talking about a young man that he had raised up, and now he says, I want to see you, and I want to impart some things to you. And, you know, we, that's why we, one of the reasons we need to hang out with faith-filled people is we can get impartations from, from pastor's word or, or, or being around uh, other believers like Precious Faith. We're to hang out with those people because uh, the world, I, I guarantee you, the world can draw you down pretty quick. It goes on to say, when I came called to remembrance, the genuine faith that is in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and I'm persuaded in you also. Listen, my friends, that's the mother and grandmother. How about that? We need to be, if, if you have children, you need to be uh, and grandfathers and grandmothers that, that know the Lord and mothers and fathers that know the Lord. You don't want to be hanging out with all this worldly stuff. You need to let them know that there is a better way that God has a plan and purpose for their very life and get them on the right track. Then it goes on to say, I remind you to stir up the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. In other words, there's gifts in you. There's gifts in each one of us that to give out. Amen. Give and it shall be given unto you. We give out what God has given us. Then it goes on to say, for God has not given us a spirit of fear. Well, fear, you know, isn't it amazing that we live in a world that you turn on the newscast and what do they bring? They bring uh, news that are, uh, and things that are going to cause anxiety and fear and torment many times. But power, what has he given us? But power, love, and a sound mind. Thereby, we can use the authority he's given us because we can walk without fear. Amen? Amen. So it's important to know these things. James 4.7. James 4.7. <laughs> Here's another one that's so good. It says this in James 4, 7. It says, let me find it real quick. He said, God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. There it is again. Stay humble before the Lord. Thank you, Lord. I, I'm glad you're using me. I'm glad that I've, you've saved me, but I'm going to remain humble before you. Then it says, therefore, submit yourself to God. Resist the devil and he will flee. How do you resist the devil? Using the authority God has given you. Then it says, draw near to God and he'll draw near to you. Wow, that's a promise that you, hey, you can't beat that. Draw near to God and he says, I will absolutely draw near to you. So we need to do those things. Now, I want to go on and talk a little bit more. <laughs> if, you, if you come out against the power of the enemy, and, and against by the word of God and by the anointing of the Holy Spirit, which we all can be anointed to do what he's called us to do, God will back you up. But the other thing is, be careful that you don't, <laughs> when you walk in authority, you must be reminded that you need to be submitted to authority, not overstep. Now, I want to talk to you a story in Matthew 8. You've heard this story before because I think it brings out 
the point I want to make about authority. It's in Matthew chapter 8, and it's about the centurion. Remember the centurion? Uh, he, was, he had a servant that, was, that needed healing, and he knew about Jesus. But here we are in Matthew 8, um, chapter, or chapter 8, verse 5. Now, when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him, pleading with him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. And Jesus said, I will come and heal him. Isn't it amazing? <laughs> Just like that, Jesus said, I'll come over and heal him. I'll come over and do what I know I can do. And, and he's given us that authority to do the same thing he did. Now we can go and lay hands on people. Now, he didn't always do that. He, sometimes he just healed them from a, a distance. But listen to what this, this goes on to say. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word and my servant will be healed. Listen, what did he say? Speak a word. Speak a, speak a God-inspired word over this for the, his healing. And he says, For I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this one, Go, and he goes, and to another, Come, and he comes, and my, to my servant, do this, and he does it. Now, in the Message Bible, it says, talking about a man under authority, he says, I'm a man under authority. I take I'm a man who takes orders and gives orders. In other words, I take orders from my superiors and I give out orders. Listen, sometimes we try to walk in the authority without ever submitting to authority. Do you know Jesus always submitted to the will of the Father? He said, I always do what the Father says to do, and I always uh, say what the Father has said. And I, that's where we get our, listen, we need to be under authority. There's protection under authority. Listen, we need a pastor. We need helpers. We need people around us. That, and sometimes they're elders and advisors and people that we need those people around. And as long as they're doing the things according to the will of God and what the Word of God says, we need to submit to that. Now, we shouldn't go out on our own, even if they're not. But we need to submit to authority. And this is a young man, or this man was a centurion. He was, he was under, they've heard of the number of 100 men, and he was like a captain of the guard or captain of, in, in, this, in the Roman army. And, and so he knew about authority. Listen, my friends, there are people out there trying to take authority that they don't have the authority to do. But you have to be submitted to the, uh, to the ruling authorities in the church. I'm not talking about, listen, in the world, we, we're even told to do that. We're even told to do that. But here's the point. The point is, if you want to walk in authority, you need to be submitted to authority. It's, it's a safe place to be. And, and it, it keeps you humble in the, in the respect that you're going to submit to somebody. When it said, submit yourself to God. Well, when God puts people in authority over you, submit to them. Now, if they're telling you to do something immoral or ungodly, no, you don't do that. But when, it, when they're bringing the word of God, when they're giving you counsel, when they're trying to help you, you know, a lot of times we don't want to hear those things because it hurts our flesh. But if we're smart, and I hope we are, I hope you are out there tonight, you'll listen to what people tell us that, that, that have been through some things. You know, isn't it amazing that, and, and I can tell you, I, I was there to some degree, that when we're teenagers, we think, oh, we know more than our parents, and we know more than people that have been around for a good while, and they're trying to tell you things, and you don't want to listen. But then as you get older, you find out, hey, they were right. Isn't that true? 
Well, listen, we have to know that God's word is always right. So we have to thank him for that. But we have to know that that's one of the things we need to do is walk in our authority. Don't let the devil run over you. We have power and authority over all the power of the enemy, whereby nothing by any means shall hurt or harm us. So we have to take that authority. But if you don't use it, you're going to get run over. And that's, that's the fact. So we need to be able to walk in our authority. And then other other thing is have courage and boldness. Isn't it amazing? We just had a young man in uh, on, on Sunday. I say young because he was probably 30 years old, but he's been raised as a missionary son and he goes he, in China. But now he can't get back in China with he and his wife and five little kids. But he goes all over the world. He's been in tech, uh, uh, Turkey and Iran and he's street witnesses with his children. But boldly does that. Boldly talk. And what's he bold about? He isn't bold about getting in somebody's face. He's bold about preaching the gospel. It's the good news. Hey, have you heard the good news? Jesus Christ died for you. That kind of thing. And then he's had seen some marvelous things happen. So we have to know. We have to have courage and boldness. In Joshua 1, you, you know this scripture. In Joshua 1, well, I'll just read a few of these verses here. We're having a thunderstorm go through right now. <laughs> the power of God. Oh, no, that's just, hopefully there's some rain in those clouds. And, and Joshua 1, here's, here's a man. You've, I've used this before. You've heard this before. But you have to know that God wants us to be have boldness and have courage. Very much so. But in Joshua 1, he says to Joshua, this was Joshua who had been with uh, uh, Moses for years. And now he's taking over for Moses for a couple million people. I don't know the exact number, but they say, you know, two million, maybe three million people. And that's a scary thing, you know. But it, here it is. He says in verse 5, no, no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you uh, or force, nor forsake you. Doesn't that sound like what Jesus said to each one of us when we give our lives to Christ and when we say, hey, Lord, save me, I'm a sinner, and he comes in and then he says in Hebrews, I think it's Hebrews 13.5, yeah, it is, Hebrews 13.5, he says, I'll never, ever, 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 never, 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 ever, ever, I mean, I could go on with that. In other words, he's never going to leave us or forsake us. Now, we can leave him. We've seen people that do that. Saul obviously did, left the Lord. We can leave the Lord, but he said he'll never leave us. So that's good news, amen? But then he says to this to Joshua. He said, Joshua, only be strong and very courageous. Woo! You can be strong and courageous. Well, I'm just a little weak, melt toast little Christian. I can't. No, you have authority of the one that the creator of this universe has given you authority that you may be of deserve to do according to all the law or in other words all what the word says according to us which Moses my servant commanded you do not turn from the right nor the left that you may prosper wherever you go if you want to prosper listen if you want to prosper be strong and courageous and walk in authority that God has given you it goes on to say that this book of the law or the word of God, which is what he's speaking to us about here, shall not depart from your mouth. In other words, you'll be speaking the word of God on a regular basis. Go around thanking God for the word of God, thanking him for who you are in Christ. Listen, 
it's important to know who we are in Christ because if we don't know, we won't be able to walk with courageous or with courage and boldness and we'll be unable to use our authority. But you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will be make your way prosperous and then you will make uh, and then you will have good success. Then he goes on and says it again. He would say it to you, whatever your name is tonight watching this, tonight he would say to you, he would say to me, Mike, have I not commanded you? Be strong and, and, and have good courage and have good courage. Do not be afraid or dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Isn't that good news? Isn't that good news that know the Lord our God is with us wherever we go? I think of young Joab Fisher was here uh, going all around the world. You know, when he's in these uh, war, um, these uh, Muslim countries, uh, it's so hard. And yet, here he is able to stand up in the face of adversity and be strong because he knows the Lord his God is with him. So it gives us courage and boldness to do what God has called us to do. Isn't that, isn't that exciting tonight? It's exciting to know God is true to his word. And he is always, always seeking the best for us. Always. He has a, 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 it's in his nature. Love is in his nature. He loves us so much. He wants to give us all the best, but he also wants us to do what he asks us to do. Be a witness unto him wherever we go, whatever we do. And so it's important that we know these things so we can resist the devil. Now, lastly, before what, what little time we have, put on your armor and take a stand. Listen, we have opportunity to take a stand in this world today, don't we, over a lot of things. I mean, we, we have uh, the, the demonic forces of darkness are, uh, raised its ugly head against us. And, and over in Ephesians 6.10, here's what it says. My, finally, my brother, and he's, this is, he's writing this letter, and it says, Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. How do, Be strong in the Lord, my friends. Not in your strength, not in your abilities, in the Lord. Hallelujah. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. It tells me if you don't put it on, you're probably not going to be able to stand. But we need to be able to stand in this day and this hour. This is not a little Mickey Mouse thing or just a little churchy thing, a little religious thing. This is life. This is where we're at today. We better be standing. We better be having the power of God in our life or we're not going to be able to stand. We're going to back down, sit down, and, and maybe even, I hope it never came to that, renounce the Lord himself. He said you'd be able to stand against the wiles of the devil because we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. Your mother-in-law isn't your problem. <laughs> your father-in-law isn't your problem. Your, your dad and mom aren't your problems. That one that mistreats you, mistreats you in the schoolyard isn't your problem. The problem is we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Now you got to know, you got to know there are forces of darkness coming against us, but we're not to be afraid. He already said he didn't give us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. But we need to start speaking to some things when we get attacked by the enemy. Amen? Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then he goes on to say, I haven't much time left here today, but it goes on, you need to read this. 
the, the things you need to put on. He talks about stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness. And it goes on to, uh, to uh, mention some other things, but I like verse 19. Put on this armor and then say, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. In other words, we're to stand in for the other saints. We're to stand in for each other so we can have the power to overcome the enemy and be able to stand in the evil day. And we're, listen, we're living in an evil day. I, mean, I don't know if that there's other connotations to that, but I can tell you right now, we're living, living in evil times and we, have, we need to be able to stand strong and not give up. Amen? Amen. I'm telling you, God is for us who can be against us. So we need to get to know him on a, uh, a basis that it just says, I want more and more and more. I hope you're doing that. I hope your hunger is, is being, uh, uh, you're getting hungry just listening to the word of God. Every time I speak, wherever it may be, I'm always thinking about, boy, Lord, you're speaking to me speaking to me. So he will elevate your life. He will help you get through things. He will give you peace in the midst of a, a storm. He will give you joy in the midst of all that's going on around you. And he'll help you through every situation and give you victory in every situation. So we just thank you tonight, Lord. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, praise you for your word. We thank you for the anointing that you placed in each one of us. We thank you that you haven't given us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. We thank you that you gave us ears to hear and a mouth to speak, that we may speak the word of God and see you uh, move things in our situation for our good at all times. I thank you for everyone in the sound of my voice. May they have the joy of the Lord tonight and the peace of God, whatever they're going through. Call upon them the name of the Lord and be strong and courageous because the Lord your God is with you. And so I thank you for that and give you praise for the time we have together here. And we just thank you for your word that always puts us over in every situation. They overcame by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony and they love not their lives unto themselves. Help us to be that kind of people in Jesus name. We'll see you next time. It's been good to be here. Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you enjoyed today's message, consider sharing it with a friend. For more content and information about Living Word, check out our website at livingwordfamily.org. And remember to live the gospel and preach the gospel.